0: God, over all and yet you bend your ear to listen to us even now as we pray to you. Lord, as we explore this spiritual discipline, as we look at um, the different facets of prayer, Lord, I pray that we would be those, Lord, who would grow, Lord, in the grace and knowledge of your Son, that we would know you better, Lord, through this vehicle of speaking with you, Lord, in prayer. Lord, guide our time together, help us to um, be those, Lord, who are close to you, Lord, and to continue even praying, um, even as we say amen. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and uh, start off. So, we said Matthew 6, and we're going to actually be turning in our Bibles to several different places. But I want to kind of give you guys a, something to think about. So, by way of introduction uh, with the spiritual discipline of prayer. So, the Navy SEALs, and you guys, uh, Obviously, I've heard of the Navy SEALs. They are some of the most physically disciplined individuals in the world, right? They are um, kind of cream of the crop, um, physically disciplined in terms of what they're able to accomplish. And part of their training, um, Bud's basic underwater demolition training, involves um, kind of growing their ability to breathe. Um, and, And they have to do this in a variety of ways, right? They have to become. Uh, experts with scuba gear. They have to actually um, go through a procedure and training called drown proofing where their hands are tied at first and then their feet as well and they have to get used to being in underwater situations in extremely difficult um, circumstances. Not only that but they actually have to kind of their final exam as it were for their kind of testing their lung capacity and their ability to breathe is a 50 meter swim. So they have to swim from one side of the pool underwater completely all the way across 50 meters um, to, to the other side of the pool on a single breath. So, so these, these guys obviously have it together when it comes to the physical discipline of breathing. Well, as, a, as some theologians say, and, and I really appreciate these remarks, prayer is like breathing. Prayer is like breathing spiritually. Every time that you take a breath, right—that regularity to it—that—that um, that is the same sustenance that we can draw from from God every moment as we commune with Him in prayer. If um now what we looked at last time was the digestive system of Bible intake and, you know taking in those nutrients of God's Word. We're talking about the respiratory system of our spiritual health this time, with, with prayer, taking in that oxygen of being with God, being with our Creator, and communing with Him in prayer. Uh, And there's actually a progression here as well. So we're going from Bible reading. Remember last week we talked about that discipline as a foundation, right, for the other spiritual disciplines. And now we're going to build on that foundation into prayer. Uh, one, One pastor put it this way, William Bridge, he once said, begin with reading or a hearing. And he's referencing God's word there. He says, go on with meditation, much like we were talking about last week with that progress. And he says, end in prayer. Reading without meditation is unfruitful. Meditation without reading is hurtful. To meditate and to read without prayer upon both is without blessing. So, there's this kind of progression here, guys, that we're talking about, right? You can dive in deep into God's word, but also communing with Him in prayer throughout that process, right? One of the suggested resources I've got up here, uh, Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney. This is a wonderful way to help fuel your prayer life, to pray the words of Scripture. And that's what we're going to key in on a little bit deeper in our study. We're going to look at an overview of the spiritual discipline of prayer, and then we're going to dive into three kind of modeled prayers. We're going to kind of take some notes from the great uh, coaches, right? Uh, Our Lord being the main one, right? He teaches his disciples how to pray Um, and and also his own prayer, which we're actually going to get to transition into with Pastor Rich in uh, chapter 17 of John. So with that being said, um, go ahead and open up your Bibles. keep your place in Matthew 6 because we're going to come back to this passage and actually kind of pray it together as well later on. Um, But um, go and keep your place there. And could I have a volunteer go over to Colossians 4 verses 2 through 4? We're going to pick up a couple passages and get some of the facets for this overview on prayer. Some of the facets of prayer. Thank you, Kelly. And could I have someone else grab Luke 18? And Luke 18 is a longer section, verses 1 through 14. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate it. Then also I've got 1 John 5, 14 through 15. Thanks, Kurt. And and then finally, Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Can someone grab Matthew 7, 7 through 8? Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. Colossians 4.
1: Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well, that God will open up to us a door for the word, so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ, for which I have also been imprisoned, that I may make it clear in the way I ought to speak.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Now, looking at this passage in Colossians 4, what are some of the kind of key facets or components there that you guys see relative to prayer? So obviously, verse two begins, continue steadfastly in prayer, right? What what are some of those um, key components that you guys see? Let's exercise that kind of discipline of Bible reading and Bible study for a moment. And actually, Thanksgiving, absolutely. So Thanksgiving is a key component of prayer there. Absolutely, let me kind of zoom in on that passage so maybe you guys can see this on the notes behind. Absolutely, thanksgiving is one component, right? When we're coming before God in prayer, we can express our thanks to him, right? Every breath, every physical breath we breathe is a gift from him, right? We have so much to be thankful for. Every, you know, granule of food, every moment of fellowship, all of it, right? Think about all the things we can go before him with thanksgiving about. What what else do you guys see? In this passage? Supplication. Supplication, absolutely. Supplication, right? So there's a request being made. We're going to um, see kind of several model prayers, but there's far more. And, and that one handout I gave you, it's a two page handout, that one actually has a more comprehensive view of different model prayers. And many of those, like Nehemiah's, Daniel's, um, they kind of follow this progression of adoration, or actually, first confession adoration, confession, and then thanksgiving, and then supplication, right? So you kind of walk through that process process of adoring God for who he is. They confess their sin before him. They give thanks to him for who he is, right? And then progressing into the request, right? They understood where they fit into God's plan in history, and they took God's word, and they expressed it to God in, in a form of prayer and asked him in accordance with his will. That's fantastic. What else do you guys see here?
1: so watchful like, you know, I could see it being alert to, to stay focused on the prayer and not let other things be going on around you that would take your mind and your heart and your thoughts away from the prayer at the end
0: that's a key component of the spiritual discipline right with, with prayer is we find ourselves like the disciples oftentimes, right you know Jesus he's about to in, in John's narrative take them up to this special location on the Mount of Olives where he would go often to pray, and he brings three of them in particular with him, and he asks for them to persevere with him in prayer, right? And obviously we, we know what happens, right? They they don't and they're found asleep and we often can find ourselves in that same same spot and that constant persevering in it, right? And filling our minds with scripture, guys. By the way, remember how we said these disciplines kind of build on each other, especially from that foundation of Bible reading, right? As we meditate on God's word and fill our minds with it, guys, guess what? We're gonna be less distracted uh, when we pray as well. So um, but absolutely that that's one of the big ingredients for this discipline of prayer. What else do you guys see in this passage? It's great. Requests. Making requests. And what what is the kind of s- substance of that request? Open door for the word. Absolutely. So we see there's this prayer that's really aligning the will with God, right? Um, where, where it's not just us getting God to do what we want. Instead, it's God aligning our wills with his, right? Not aligning God's will with us, but instead God aligning our wills with his, right? In terms of the gospel and in terms of that proclamation in this context, absolutely, um, that he may make it clear, right? This is Paul, the greatest evangelist you know, of all time <laughs> in many ways, and he is asking for prayers, right? Um, that, that he would be able to proclaim it clearly as he ought to speak. Absolutely, those are, those are some great observations. Now, Now, Luke 18, Jared, I think you've got Luke 18 there.
2: So that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, uh, will he find faith on earth? He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. down to his house justified rather than the other for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled but the one who humbles himself will be exalted
0: wonderful thank you Jared what are some what are some components of prayer that you guys see in these two these two parables here kind of two twin parables justice and persistence hmm justice and persistence absolutely why um so, kind of, t- t- let's talk more about persistence there in that first parable. What, um, what do you guys see kind of in that first parable with that persistence of the um, kind of what? What is Jesus' argument here as he's kind of saying, "Hey, even this unjust um, judge will give her mercy," right? Well, what is what is he kind of helping us to understand about prayer? Absolutely. What else do you guys see there? Even an unjust judge, right, eventually gives her what she wants, right? How much more will the perfectly just Heavenly Father? Give good things to those who ask, right? And maybe you guys have been beating your heads at the door of a prayer repeatedly for years even at times, right? And those of you who are maybe a little older in this room, maybe have seen some of those prayers come to fruition eventually, right? And and seeing that um, reality that God, he does bring things, good things to his people and his time, right? And to continue persistently in asking requests that are in accordance with his will. Right. Remembering that he is the good and just God that we can go before. Absolutely. Um, that, that's that's awesome, guys. What, what else do you guys see from the second parable here? Kind of the two different men and the contrast um, that we can learn from when it comes to prayer. Mm. A haughty spirit does not impress God. Right. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Absolutely. So there's this humility, right, that we are to have when we come before our Heavenly Father. We don't have to have all our ducks in a row. We don't have to be something that we're not, right? In reality, we should come before him completely humble, much like this um, repentant, you know, tax collector, one who had recognized what he had done was evil. And, you know, he, he requests before the Lord God, be merciful to me, a sinner, right? That's each one of us. And, and that humility, right? Um, and notice what Jesus says in verse 14. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted, right? Going before the Lord open and honest. Uh, we're going to see that quite a bit in the Psalms as well once, once we get over there. But First uh, John 5, verses 14 through 15. And oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Awesome, so what do we see about prayer in that section right there? We've been talking about it already.
3: Well, a believer can have confidence that God hears their prayer, where an unbeliever, God doesn't necessarily hear that. If he's he's
2: one of the elect and chosen, then at the right time, God's gonna hear his prayer.
0: Absolutely. And notice also the kind of the manner of the request too, right? This is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything we want to, you know, a Lamborghini, a brand new house, or, you know, all the ease in the world, right? or This job or whatever it might be. No, no, notice what he says, right? In verse 14, that if we ask anything according to his will, right? He hears us. And If we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of Him, right? There is a specific in accordance with His will, right? Um, You know, are we asking for things that we know to be true from His Word, right? As we talked about that foundation, right? If we're basing kind of our mindset and our thoughts and our life on the Word of God, then our requests are going to align themselves with the will of God, right? Because we're going to be thinking on His things, right? His heavenly things. And that's what's going to come out of our hearts. Lord, please help this person, this unbelieving coworker that I have come to salvation, right? Please, um, Lord, help me to be more sanctified to your will, right? These are the type of requests that are in accordance with his will that the Lord will work in your heart, right? As he, as he shapes them uh, further and further towards you. Um, And then finally, the Matthew 7, 7 through 8 passage. Wonderful. Thank you. I want to read this quote for you guys from Spurgeon on on this passage here. I cannot imagine any one of you tantalizing your child by exciting him in a desire that you did not intend to gratify. It were a very ungenerous thing to offer alms to the poor. And then when when they hold out their hand for it, to mock their poverty with a denial. It were a cruel addition to the miseries of the sick if they were taken to the hospital and left there to die unattended and uncared for. And he hits it home in this last sentence here, where God leads you to pray, he means you to receive. Do you guys see that? Uh, Remember guys, where this world is going, right? One day God will reign on this earth and that all people, you know, finally after the end of the tribulation, finally everyone will know the Lord, right? As the prophets say, right? That is where things are going guys, these requests in accordance with his will, they will become reality. He does mean for us to receive those things, right? And so, where God leads us to pray, he means us to receive, not in terms of physical, you know, blessings or just, you know, things that we may want on a passing whim, but in terms of aligning our wills with his, right? Um, Guys, that is so critical when it comes to prayer, right? Are we praying God's thoughts after him? Are we going before our Father with his desires and his requests, right? With a heart and a mind that is filled with his will for this earth to be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? We're, we're going to dive into that section in Matthew 6 in a moment, but I want to give this kind of an overall definition here. Um, and there's several definitions on that kind of larger handout from Pastor Jerry. Uh, one of them from John Bunyan here, prayer is a sincere, sensible, affectionate, pouring out of the heart or soul to God and authority of the name of Christ by the strengthening and assistance of the Holy Spirit for such things as God has promised or according to the word of God for the good of the church with submission and faith to the will of God. Right There we see kind of a lot of those key components we've been talking about kind of coming together or Sproul's definition here. We're able to talk to God. He speaks verbally to us in his word and non-verbally through his obvious providence. We commune with him through prayer. Charles Hodge declared that prayer is the converse of the soul with God. In and through prayer, we express our reverence and adoration for God. We bear our souls in contrite confession before him. We pour out thanksgiving of grateful hearts. We offer our petitions and supplications to him, quote. So there we see kind of some broader definitions of prayer that kind of wrap our arms around some of these different components we've been looking at. But guys, take these things into your prayer life. And we're actually going to take a moment to uh, do that together in a moment. We're going to look at um, kind of some of the key kind of sections of prayer, right, throughout the Word of God, and we're going to look at three of them in particular. First of all, we're going to look at the disciples' prayer. That's the next blank on your outline for the three sections. We're going to look at the disciples' prayer in Matthew 6. We're going to look at praying the Psalms as well. Uh, A wonderful resource on this, by the way, is uh, right here. It's uh, Bill Barrick's um, Psalms, a primer for prayer. He kind of gives you examples of how to pray the Psalms, which were meant to be prayed, In many ways, um, in all different life circumstances, we'll kind of look at that in a little bit. And also John 17, the actual Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer before his heavenly father. We're going to look at all three sections, the disciples' prayer, praying the Psalms, and the Lord's Prayer. Uh, We'll we'll go ahead and start off with the disciples' prayer. So go ahead and go in your bookmark over to Matthew chapter 6. And actually, we're going to start off in verse 5 there and work our way through uh, to verse 13. And what we're going to do is we're going to kind of look at this model prayer that the Lord gives us, and then we're going to break up into groups of three to five people or so, and practice this discipline of praying the Bible, right? And and actually letting God's thoughts fuel us as we go before Him in prayer. So let, let's go ahead and begin uh, with Matthew six verses five through thirteen here. So uh, Jesus, he begins, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand. And pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they might be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, right? In light of that, in light of the reality of what Jesus has communicated, let's zero in on this dis- prayer for the disciples, right? It begins, our father in heaven, right? Guys, you, you, first of all, recognize for a moment that he says, our father, right? This is Jesus, the son of God, saying, our father, right and he is telling these people to pray in this way our father how is this possible it's only possible through the son through what he's done on our behalf right you have a heavenly father not just an earthly one right and he is completely different completely distinct from your earthly father psalm 50:21 kind of brings up this distinction between god and man these things you have done and you have been silent you thought that i am was one like yourself but now I rebuke you and lay a charge before you, right? Yahweh, He is. He is completely different, distinct, holy, set apart, right? Holy be your name. Um, he is set apart. He is the unique one, the one who simply is. All of us came into being at some point, but not the I am, right? He always has been. And this great sovereign has a relationship with you through the Son, through Jesus Christ, right? Guys, this is incredible that we can go before the heavenly um, throne room of God in his holiness where Isaiah, even the most righteous man of his day, trembled, right? And said, woe is me, I'm undone. And we can say our father. We can come before him in that sort of attitude and address him as our heavenly father. And guys, in addition to that, um, guys, we can also see um, that he is in heaven, right? Obviously, our mindset um, is often earthly, right? Um, where are we? Well, constantly we are thinking on um, things of this world, right? They're kind of all around us all the time. And it is so easy to forget, right, the realities in heaven, right? As we looked at last week from Colossians uh, 3, 1 through 4, I'm um, setting our minds, right, on those heavenly things, those heavenly realities where our life is hidden with him, right? Recognizing we're only going to be here for a brief time. And then we are going to be forever with him in, in eternity, right? Guys recognizing that he is there in heaven. He is reigning and ruling over all things and setting our mind on those heavenly realities, right? Stop looking down. In John 17, 1, we see our um, Lord, he he looks up, right? Follow that bottle, right? And look upward. Spend time gazing upward at our Father who is in heaven. And holy be your name, right? This is the first request given here. This is the first request given. So, you know, the first request is not our father grow, you know, my 401k. You know, it's it's actually very different, right? And we need to be honest about our request before the Lord. In the Psalms, we're going to see the open and honest um, cry of the heart before God. But there is a kind of driving request that Jesus has here um, at the outset of this model prayer and it is our father holy be your name that the lord would be set apart and holy not because he isn't right he is but that he would be revered as such right that the whole earth would revere the lord the way it ought to be that his name would not be taken in vain not just through cuss words or blasphemous um, speech but blasphemous living too right through through ways that offend him on this earth right and and praying this guys we're also praying that we would revere him as holy, right? That we would live in such a way that would be honoring to him, that would treat him as he ought to be. Um, guys, holy be the Lord's name. And one day, guys, right, this will happen. Um, remember what Isaiah saw, holy, 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 the whole earth is what? Full of your glory. And one day that will be reality on the entire earth. The entire world will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, even as the waters cover the sea, right? That is what is coming to And so in reality, and and seeing this prayer request, guys, remember, he will honor this request. This will take place. He will sanctify us further and further into his image. And we are the church where these first fruits, right, of um, a place where we submit ourselves to the Lord, right? This place can be a beacon, right, of that future reality to come. Um, And having that desire, that driving request to the Lord of, Lord, you are holy. Please help the world, Lord, to align ourselves properly. Help our church, right? Help each one of us to align ourselves properly before you. Um, In addition to that, right, and this is that moment when that will fully be realized in verse 10 here. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Ultimately, guys, that day is coming. Zechariah 14, 1 through 9 talks about the day. One of the most beautiful passages in Scripture. Uh, Jesus, when he goes up to the Mount of Olives, this was the very place that King David fled from Jerusalem. And, and you know, there's this kind of whole kind of tension of like, is Jesus going to flee? Right. Is he going to be just like those other people, just run away? Right. And spare his own life. But no, he stays. Right. And he is delivered up to the cross. Ultimately. But guys, one day on this day, on this unique day, Jesus will come back. And it's, notice with me on a verse, in, starting off in verse 3, when Jerusalem is an upward kind of the darkest night, the brightest light shines. Then the Lord will go out and fight against those nations. as when he fights on a day of battle. On that day, his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives that lies before Jerusalem. On the east, the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west, right? He's here and he's here to stay. Never running away, right? And the Lord will come. Notice in verse five there, and all the holy ones with him, that's us. That's us. That's where we will be. We will come down with him to Jerusalem. And on that day, there'll be no light, cold or frost. There shall be a unique day, which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but evening time there will be light. And on that day living waters shall flow from Jerusalem, half of them to the eastern sea, half of them to the western sea, it shall continue in summer as in winter, and Yahweh, verse nine, here will be king over all the earth. On that day Yahweh will be one and his name one right? Finally, he will be revered as holy. Finally, he will reign. Guys, no more corrupt politicians, no more um, kind of people living off the fat of the land, right? On the back of hardworking people. No, finally, there will be justice and righteousness over the entire earth and God's name will be revered as holy on that day. Guys, pray for it. Pray for his kingdom to come, right? And his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And guys, will you have that hope as a 1 John 3 points out, um, if we have that hope, guys, right, we're going to purify ourselves even as he is pure, right? Um, as we're looking forward to being like him, guys, and to being made fully in his image, guys, we're going to be working towards that end right now um, in our lives, seeing that as our ultimate um, moment, right? Because that is his ultimate moment when he comes back and he reigns and rules on the earth. So as we look forward to that, guys, right, um, he, he now turns to some kind of immediate provisions. Give us this day our daily bread, right? He zooms in on on our needs, right? And recognizing that um, this is so critical for us to you guys, recognizing everything we get does not come from our paycheck or from our hard labors, right? It ultimately comes from the hand of God, Jehovah Jireh, right? The God who sees to it, who provides for us. And not just our physical provision, but our spiritual provision, right? Um, where that um, name came from, Ye- Yahweh, Yahweh, on that whole idea of Jehovah Jireh, the God who sees to it or provides, right? Genesis 22, we see that ram caught in a thicket where God provided the sacrifice and that pointed forward, right? To that day when he himself would fully provide and fully see to it so much so that he would pay the penalty for our sins, right? He has so fully provided for us and give us this day our daily bread, right? He gives us what we need so fully, Romans 8 puts it, hey, if God, you know, has given us his son, how will he not freely give us all things, right? Recognizing that and not being worried then about the things of this world, right? Even as Jesus has talked about throughout this Sermon on the Mount here, Um, not only um, that physical provision, but also forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors, right? So there's this forgiveness that ought to come out of those who are forgiven, right? Do you see how much you have been forgiven by the Lord? If you do, you can't help but forgive others, right? And forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you, right? Ephesians four thirty-two, having that same type of attitude towards others and praying that way, Lord, please forgive me, right? Confessing just like that, um, that individual, we saw the tax collector in Luke 18 going before him and then with that heart forgiving others as well lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, right? We know that one day this will be a reality, right? That we will be fully delivered from these bodies of sin, right? And our God's will for us right now, first of all, sins four, verse three, is that we would abstain from sin, right? Abstain from immorality and be holy to the Lord, right? These requests are in accordance with his will. So um, kind of having ran through Matthew 6 a little bit here, I want to go and break off Um, spend some time now to break off into groups of three to five and practice this discipline of praying. I mean, as we're doing this, consider these requests, you know, Lord, thank you so much for being our Father who is in heaven. Thank you for joining yourself to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And, and just thinking through some of those different ways you can pray the scriptures, right? Um, pray in accordance with this. Well, Lord, please come back soon, Lord. There's so much evil going on. You know, let your heart cry out before God. My unsaved co-workers, my, you know, unsaved family members, my own soul and my residual sin. You know, let those requests know, be known before God. And Lord, please come soon, right? Let's, let's go ahead and practice that as we kind of break off into groups of three to five. And use this text of scripture as fuel For that, for your per life, there. Yeah, I'm join you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Or actually, i yeah, actually that'd be great. Yeah, thanks. We'll scoot around this way. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks a ton. Awesome. Mommy, you the open. We can just go around and.
1: Incredible that it's living and that it's so active in um, all these disciplines of reading it, memorizing it, praying it, Lord. And um, thank you so much that it's more than just a discipline, but that it's a it's a lifeline to you, Lord. That it's um, how we know you more, how we relate to you, how we see you as a father and, and as our father, but yet Jesus' is father as well. It's just such an incredible um, act of love that you uh, ask us to look at you that way as our father, even though you're also our sovereign God and our Lord and our provider in every way, and we just are so appreciative of, uh, of that truth. That fatherly figure that you are to provide for us, to see us at all times, and to uh, care for us, Lord. In this time together that we get together and we get to um, glorify you and together, um, I ask that you would give all of us opportunities even this week and the next few weeks with people in our lives, that we will be able to share your word, and that and your will will be done, and we will save the Lord, and that you would <coughs> complete your church. Um, God, thank you for the
2: support together. So, the Father, I thank you
1: for um, the gift of prayer that we like have, Lord, uh, and that you instruct us on how to pray, Lord, and that you have given us your um, word, Lord, that you have given us salvation, so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that. That you me <laughs> Lord, be forgiven, I Lord, I thank you for your kindness, for your mercy, for your grace. So, Lord, um, I just pray that we would um, glorify you. God, um,
3: just the fact that you're a creator, our holy God, um, is just moving, God, just knowing that you are just a thought away, a prayer away, and you're there, God, you're always there. Um, I'm just so thankful, God, for just the the constant blessings, God, whether it be with just work, the people that you surround us with, God. And even the people, God, that are uh, not believers and just in hopes, God, that they too, God, can be saved. And just that we can continue to set the example, God, you set so a desire in each of us that they can see how good your name really is, God. And just uh, continue to clothe us, God, just with your spirit, God, and just with all the, the evilness, God, that this world contains, that we could have the proper armor and artillery, God, just to renew our minds, God, and our hearts, God, on a daily basis,
0: God. Yes, Lord, thank you for the fact that we can come before you and um, present ourselves, Lord, to you, and, um, Lord, thank you that you are our Father, Lord, that we have that intimate relationship with you, and, Lord, thank you that... um, you loved us so much that you gave up that, which was most valuable to you, Lord, your son, um, on our behalf, Lord, um, to bring us into your family, Lord. Um, Thank you for that reality. Thank you that you reign and rule in heaven, Lord, and that we can trust your plan. Um, Even, um, Lord, just with all the turmoil and difficulty going on, Lord, in the world, Um, and all the nations raging. Lord, we know that you sit securely on your throne and we can trust you, Lord, in that spot. Lord, please help us to just remember that and to just continue in communion to you, Lord, um, and to set our mind on those heavenly heights, Lord, of where you are. Lord, thank you that you are holy, Lord, and thank you that um, we too, Lord, get to be holy through your son, Jesus. And Lord, we have um, much work to do in that and thank you for the work you are doing in us, Lord, to make us more and more into what we are made to be, Lord, to be perfect image bearers of your son, Jesus, Lord, to love as you love, to serve as you serve, to give of ourselves as you did and to um, be, in perfect communion with you, even as your son um, was, Lord. I pray that we would reflect that well in our lives, Lord, that we would be an unstained mirror, Lord, that can accurately um, convey, Lord, who you are to this world, and that your, to the end, Lord, that your name would be revered as holy by us and by others, Lord. Um, thank you that that will become a reality one day, uh, that we know that your kingdom will come, Lord, and we do request, Lord, that you would come quickly. And Lord, we are also so thankful for your abundant mercy, Lord. The reason why you haven't come yet is because of your great mercy on so many unbelievers, Lord, that they would come to know you as Lord and Savior, us included, Lord, when we came to know you. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for your patience, your mercy, your graciousness, Lord, and your steadfast love toward us that you, um, Lord, were so um patient and long suffering with us that you uh, waited and you saved us lord Um, thank you for that and we pray that many others would come to know you Um, but lord we also do know that one day you will return and we are excited for that lord i pray that we'd be those who are found doing your will at your coming lord that we would be those who um, are working hard as unto you um, before you bring us to heaven lord Um, and to live our lives in that sort of way, Lord, and that your will would be done in our lives, Lord. Thank you that you've made that known to us in the pages of your book. I pray that we would be those who are people of your book, Lord, that we would um, commit it to memory, that we would um, understand it both in its breadth and depth, and that we would put it into practice in our lives, Lord. Um, Please help us to do that just um, carefully, Lord, meticulously. Please make known to us, Lord, the ways that we are weak, Lord, and that we fail in these things, that we might be able to glorify you better, Lord. Um, Thank you for um, this great privilege, Lord, of being cleansed from our sin through your son and even being um, not just positionally that way, but also continuing in that, Lord, um, as we grow closer and closer to you. And Lord, um, thank you that your will is done in heaven and Lord, we look forward to that day that it will be done here on earth, Lord. Please let us be those who are doing your will here on earth. Um, and thank you for your provision for us, Lord. You, we have never um, gone without what we need, Lord. Um, thank you for giving us our daily bread, Lord. I pray that we would trust you, that we would not set our minds on all the things that people of this world do constantly, Lord, um, but that instead we'd set our mind above those things, Lord, to recognize that we have a great Heavenly Father who will care for our needs and that we would hold um, all of these things loosely, Lord, knowing that Um, You are in control of these things and you will give us what we need and that we can free ourselves, Lord, to be able to set our mind on you and doing your will, Lord. Thank you for forgiving us, Lord, for our sins. Um, as you did 2,000 years ago by your sacrifice on our behalf, Lord. Please help us to model your forgiveness towards others, Lord. Even if people do grievous offenses against us, Lord, remind us of the more grievous offenses we have done against you. Lord, help our hearts to argue from lesser to greater, Lord, that we would see the great forgiveness you have given to us and do the lesser forgiveness that we owe to others, Lord, even though they don't deserve it in of themselves, Lord, knowing that we owe it to them, Lord, because of the great debt you have, um, Lord, accomplished on our behalf, Lord, by forgiving us of it and cleansing us fully, Lord. Thank you for who you are. Please help us to be those who are quick to forgive. And Lord, thank you that you, um, Lord, lead your church away from evil and temptation. Um, and Lord, have fully delivered us from the evil one. Lord, through your son, Jesus, please help us to be those who stay away from evil and things of this world through your son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen.
3: Awesome.
0: Well, thank you guys. Yeah. as you guys are closing up in prayer. Just a couple more moments here and then we're going to dive into the Psalms.
2: Uh, just thank you God that, uh, that you're holy and uh, separate from us because of that, that uh, your son you chose to give up your throne for a little bit to come and be like one of us to live the sinlessly perfect life that we couldn't die on the cross in our place so that we would be joined to you to share your righteousness and your soul. Yeah. And I just thank you, God, for that. And I just pray because of that that we would revere your name and hold you in high esteem and hold you in and, and declare you holy and to praise your name. Yeah. <laughs> Because you are great And you have done great things And you are still doing great things You work in and through us You save us And you are saving us And you will ultimately save us in glory And right now You are doing all
0: things Okay we are going to Go ahead and transition over To just a couple brief notes on the Psalms uh, Before we dive into John 17 as well And um, the, the Lord's Prayer So I, I want to give you guys just a quick flavoring and kind of a couple of ideas when it comes to praying the psalms. So we kind of looked at the Lord's prayer and, and the disciples' prayer, rather, and how, how was that for you guys, actually kind of go, working through a passage and praying it? Were, were you guys maybe more focused, or what were some of the different things you guys maybe noticed from uh, praying a section of Scripture? Maybe this is old news to you guys, but... Yeah, was more uh, focused. focused, you say, Ben? Yeah. Yeah, kind of helpful outline what, what else? What other feedback from praying the scriptures? I think even more aware
1: of just pointing out the things that who God is. I mean, hmm. sometimes it's easy to just go for an ask. just Like please, please, like this is what I desire so bad. He wants us to come to him, but sometimes it's forgotten to praise to who he is.
0: It's hmm. awesome. It's awesome. Any other yeah.
2: It just adds fuel to your prayers. Hmm. Um, I just know, for me, it's like, yeah, as I'm praying about things that I hope for and uh, desire, because He's put in my heart that those verses come to mind and it adds just that much oomph to them, you know? And you you ask him through his own word to do what he said he's going to do.
0: Absolutely. I I would definitely recommend adding this to your kind of discipline of prayer life, right? You know, as you're progressing from your, you know, devotion time with the Lord, you know, turning that to the Lord in prayer as well and addressing Him in His words, right? I mean, these are some kind of really easy spots to start uh, with the Lord's prayer or the disciples prayer rather, and also in the Psalms too. So the Psalms um, like I was saying, this, this resource here from Bill Barrick, he kind of gives you some examples of how to, how to pray and how to develop that spiritual discipline of praying the Bible. But the Psalms are helpful for all sorts of circumstances in life, right? The psalmist, I mean, they, they span from the time of Moses all the way to 400. You know, over a thousand year time frame. So all different situations and all different life circumstances, right? And David writes so many of them. And it's this treasury of, uh, diff- of life really lived with God, right? Uh, and, and so the Psalms are a wonderful place to do that, to actually read these things and then to pray them back to the Lord, right? Uh, and, and there's Psalms for all sorts of different life circumstances. Thanksgiving, you can look at Psalm 34, 92 or 103, uh, just as some examples of Psalms of Thanksgiving, um, for difficult life circumstances or laments, Psalm 3, Psalm 44 are fantastic as well. Uh, for re- if you're in sin and just seeking repentance, um, you can see just a, a step-by-step, really, way that David is coming before the Lord in the midst of grievous sins of adultery and murder. Um, he's coming before the Lord. Um, And and you can gain insights into your prayer life in circumstances like that in Psalm 32 and 51, uh, both of those psalms. Also, there's wisdom psalms, Psalm 1 and 2, Psalm 19, Psalm 119. And so many of those, especially Psalm 19 and 119, are based on the Word of God as well. And it gives you so much wisdom for really how to acquire kind of that decision making, that um, discernment that is needed um, if, if you're in need of wisdom, right? You know, James says, if you're in need of wisdom, ask God who gives freely, right, without without reproach. And this is a wonderful way to do that. Go through these Psalms um, that express that wisdom of our Lord. But in any of these cases, one thing that's true, um, praying the Psalms is that very thing we've been talking about, Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will what? Give you the desires of your heart. As we delight ourselves with the Lord, guess what? His desires become our desires. And he starts shaping us and molding us. And guess what? He will give you those desires of your heart. Why? Because they're his, right? And, and you're going to become more and more conformed to his image and living life with him. So I would highly recommend if you want to grow in the spiritual discipline of praying the Bible, praying the Psalms is another wonderful place to start. And even so guys, we, we can still find ourselves distracted, right? You know, First Thessalonians says, pray without ceasing, right? That is a lot of spiritual discipline to attain to those points, right? But remembering, guys, what our Lord did on our behalf and even looking at his model of prayer in John 17. So Rich is about to unpack this for us. So, um, But I would encourage you, even as um, Pastor Rich is doing that for us. Think about these things in terms of, yes, studying and the truth, but also a model of prayer, right? Um, and, and I want to just take a few brief moments uh, to, to gather up again and to pray sections of John, John 17 and just make a couple of quick observations on it. Uh, so John 17, we see in the first five verses there, um, the reality that Jesus, he is praying ultimately to the glory of God, right? And and that specifically in his context, in John 17, in those first five verses, is um, that he would be with his father, right? He desires earnestly to return to that place of being with his father, right? Um, and, and he's accomplished this work, right that spreads not only to his communion with the Father, which was perfect and infinite in eternity past, but now it is spreading out um, by His work here on earth, towards others. And that's what we see in verses six and following to that. Um, these disciples, these ones he's praying um, for, in this case, in verses 6 through 19, that they would be close with the Father as well, right? That that relationship, that closeness would extend to them. And finally, also in verses 20 through 26, that those, notice in verse 20, I ask not only for these, but also for those who would believe in me through their word, that they may be one in verse 21, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us right? That closeness, that oneness um, that God has within himself, guys. Um, Jesus has allowed us to be adopted into that heavenly family where we can speak to God as our father, right? All because of his work on our behalf, that closeness that we have with him. And um, this section of John 17, I just want you guys to think about this as we are kind of unpacking this um, section with the following Sundays of how can I be praying right in this way that other people would be close to God, that I would be close with him, right? All possible because of what Jesus did on our behalf, right? And this is eternal life, as Jesus said, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Guys, that is the key to life if you want to have spiritual life, right, and grow in these spiritual disciplines like we've been talking about, that vitality, that strength that we need to be able to lift these weights of the trials perhaps that are in front of us or kind of dive through and actually pass through these waters, right, that the Lord has put in front of us, the ability to pray, the ability to discern things from God's Word, guys, ultimately to that end that we would be like the Lord, that we would know the Lord, that we would ultimately partake in this eternal life, right, of being with him, being further conformed to his image, that we would be perfectly one with him, right, and that his will would be ours, right, that what he wants, we would want, that his thoughts would be our thoughts, right, and ultimately that we would shine his light as we were meant to, right, as image bearers of God into this world, right, ultimately. Let's go ahead and go before him in a a word of prayer, and we'll go and break up into smaller groups as well, close our time there. King Jesus, thank you so much for your grace and kindness towards us, that you came to this earth, Lord, 2,000 years ago, that you modeled for us perfectly how to pray, Lord, how to speak with you. And Lord, our request, our desire, Lord, is that we would be close with you. Thank you for what you did 2,000 years ago to make that possible. But Lord, that every inch of us, every bit of what we think, Lord, would be further and further conformed into your image, Lord that we would be those, Lord, who are doing your will and who desire to do it even better, Lord, Um, all the way. um, Having your word saturate our souls to the point of practice, Lord, to the point of um, actually bearing fruit, Lord, out of a heart that's so thankful for what you did for us 2,000 years ago. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for what you've done and that we can love you, Lord, because you first loved us. And Lord, help us to do that well through these disciplines of prayer. Lord, even now as we um, kind of group up and pray, Lord, um, that we would pray that others, that ourselves, and Lord, ultimately, that we would be like you, Lord. Um, it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Let's go ahead and break up into small groups one more time. We've just got about five minutes here, and then we'll go ahead and close, close our time together. So go ahead and, yeah, if you haven't already, go ahead and turn over to John 17 and just use some of those thoughts as fuel for prayer again. That'd be great. Let's, it. Let's do, do it. Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, you go ahead. No. Yeah.
1: Heavenly Father, um, thank you for your Son. Thank you for your uh, willingness to uh, give Him up in the heavenly places to um, have Him born to this earth to um, glorify You and and just. Um, exalt the whole Trinity in his words to us, to his teaching. Thank you so much that he uh, humbled himself, that he came to this earth, that uh, he uh, served, that he's such a model, that he sacrificed on our behalf and on behalf of the whole world. Thank you so much that he also has modeled prayer and how we should go about doing that that it's not about necessarily us and our our earthly desires or our worldly wisdom but it's about you and your will and what you've taught us and, and desiring to line up underneath you and um, see you as you are um, sovereign and glorified Thank you so much that jesus prays on our behalf there um, in the word as he um, is about ready to leave the earth and that we can understand what it is that um, he desires of us and that um, i pray now that we desire those things as well lord that we desire to um, see you as father that we desire to glorify you that we desire to be kept in perfect peace with you by abiding in you and staying steadfast in you through these disciplines lord i pray that um the scriptures would be fulfilled and that we would um just desire that that we would look for that that we would long for that and that we would um take that in, into our lives into our obedience to you.
2: God, I'm just so thankful
1: for your sacrifice and for your forgiveness. I ask that um, the reminder of your forgiveness and your goodness will be on the forefront of our minds all the time, but especially when we're sinning against the Lord, we to extend the same. Forgiveness to others. Um, thank you for the discipline of prayer that we all get to be in communication with you and that we get to do it together, Lord. It's such a blessing. Um, I ask that you keep us disciplined and that we'll um, be able to, continue to pray without um, ceasing. God, I thank you for your son. Thank you
2: for your prayer. your spirit, that we would um, be able to commune with you, Lord. Um, God, I thank you for your truth, that you've given us um, your word, God, uh, that we
1: have received it, Lord, you've given us faith to believe it, Lord, um, and Lord, I just thank you for the gospel, Lord, and that's you.
3: thankful for your son God and all the things that he went through God according to your will Um, God and just the model God that uh, your son represents God unto us God and just no matter what you have us go through God in our lives God just to remember to look to you uh, no matter what hardship what trial or tribulation God um, it is God in the end you always win uh, mm-hmm. Your will, God, rules over all.
0: Um, and God,
3: uh, just with looking to Jesus, God, and just being more like him on a daily basis, God, um, it's it's hard, God. Uh, we're constantly at a war, God, with ourselves and others, God, spiritually. Um, people that have wronged us, God, uh, just anger, sitting in traffic and just simply being... Angry at someone in front of us, God. And just people all together, um, and just those mo- those moments, God. Those small moments that really uh, test us, God. Um, and just continue, just to look up to you, God, and Your Son. And just really what He would do in those situations, God, and how we could be more like Your Son, uh, no matter what situation comes about, and just and with that, explain to others just as believers to how we respond to certain situations, God. Um, God, that they too, God, can just witness your goodness, God, through us, that we can continue to be role models and examples, God. I'm just thankful, God, for just uh, being able to, no matter where I'm at, no matter who I'm with, call upon your name, God, and that you're there, God. There uh, for whatever's on my mind, on my heart. As well as other people that just surround me. Hmm. Thankfully, that's your son's name.
0: Oh, Lord, we thank you so much for the grace that you give us to be able to talk to you and for this discipline of prayer, Lord. It's a means to an end, Lord, of being more like your son. Thank you. Lord, for uh, the fact that you bend your ear to hear us, Lord, and that you are doing so even now. Please help us to continue to commune with you in prayer, Lord, even now as we um, say amen and close our class today. And thank you, Lord, that we get to glorify you as our hearts are further aligned to you, Lord, and um, the same likeness, Lord, that what your son did, Lord, whose food it was to do your will. Lord, I pray the same would be true of us, that we would engage in these disciplines for the means to an end, of being like your son and glorifying you it's in your son's name that we pray amen thank you guys